Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey everybody, welcome to Unlocking the Magic. You're listening to episode number 233. We are going to answer your questions today on the show. Yes, we are. We do this little Disney podcast, and we hope you like it. I'm Connie. I'm Bruce. <laughs> we are unlocking the magic, and we hope you like it. <laughs> that is, I'm never doing an intro like that again, by the way. Welcome, you guys. Thank you so much for all your questions, your emails, your Insta posts, everything you've been sending has been awesome. We can't wait to dive into them. But full disclosure, we received over a hundred, I think. No, here's the thing. Okay, but good. So we had a we have so we get a lot of emails from folks and in Facebook messages, and I love answering them on the podcast as podcast because if one person has that question, I'm sure many other people do as well. <laughs> so we had about like five or six questions that we didn't get to on the last episode of the Q and A show. So I had the brilliant idea of let me let, let's make some posts on Facebook and Instagram and get a couple mm-hmm. more so we can make it a full episode. Two hundred and fifty-two comments later, <laughs> we have a full show. We have a show and a half. So if you an, uh, asked a question either on Facebook, which you can follow us at or, Unlocking the Magic, or yeah. on Instagram, Unlocking the Magic Podcast, or we, by email, or by email, yeah. And we don't get to it on this episode. We are saving them we for the next them. 17 Q&A shows. <laughs> we're, po- we're writing them. Hopefully it's it's answered before your next Walt Disney World vacation. That is right. <laughs> so please, we yes. love all the questions. Keep them coming. But I'm sorry if we don't get to your question on this episode. No, don't be sorry. We're going to get to them. We're going to do another show. That's, what, that's how we roll here. We're going to have to do many shows. <laughs> Buckle up, Bruce. Here we go. Are you reading the questions or am I? I think I should read them. I think you should read them too. <laughs> okay. And then that way. I don't you know. read them. You answer them. I'll just sit here. Just hang out. Kind of like someone posted in our, in our Patreon group. <laughs> someone posted in our Patreon group, right? They put a calendar. They put a calendar of their Disney vacation. They posted something of their Disney calendar, like with their outline of what they're doing for the week and the days they're going to the parks. And I said, you know what? I'm absolutely no help here. We, we know. <laughs> All right, let's get into the questions. I'm just teasing you. Actually, I'm stalling because these questions are all great, but I get really nervous answering them because I feel like the pressure is on me. Like you often say that people shouldn't listen to you and it makes me nervous because you imply that people should listen to me and then I'm, that's fine. I love giving advice, but then I think about it and it's like, it, that's just a lot of pressure. Well, people should take advice and yeah. when they ask a question. They shouldn't take the answer and be like, I'm doing that. You should take the answer because it's based on our experience. Okay. And then relate that to what your life is. That's a good point. Yeah. Like think of your family and if it's the right fit, right? Yeah. Like take it as information that you can make a decision with. You shouldn't be like, oh, that's the answer. I'm doing that. I like it. Especially if it comes from me. You definitely (laughs) shouldn't say that's the answer. I'm doing that. All right, I, we have a lot of questions, so we got to get started. Let's roll. I'm going to try to say these really fast. Okay. Let's do, let's do it. All right. 
Ready? Oh, yeah. This one's from Sydney. Hey there, I love your podcast. What is your favorite resort for short walking distances to dining, transportation, etc.? We have a one-year-old and some resorts are exhausting with a stroller, bags, and a crabby baby at the end of the long park day. I have two. Okay. The Polynesian. Yep. In the French Quarter. Those are on my list. So if you want short walks, I think the the higher level of resort you go to, the shorter walk you're going to have. Although the Polynesian can be quite big if you're staying at the further end uh, building. So is that still your answer? It's still my answer, though, because it's still not as far a walk as if you're staying at like the Caribbean Beach or the Coronado. Okay. So for me, I'm gonna if I want a short walk and I want to be close to the amenities, close to the transportation, I'm going to stay at the Polynesian or the French Quarter. The French Quarter, this is Port Orleans French Quarter, not to be confused with Port Orleans Riverside because that is very large. So I'm I'm with you, Bruce. That's a great answer. I think I, there's probably a way where you can ask for a room closer and maybe even pay more if you get one that's close to the lobby or close to the pool. Okay, stop throwing those money ideas. Will, <laughs> money will always help you get more out of your experience. Okay. Just show up with some cash. Yeah, just show, a up, little with wink. A, show up with a wad of cash and be like, listen, Plunk it right on the counter and say, I want to be close to the pool. I'm sure what, they'll help you out. What do I got to do? What do I got to um, talk to? Any rational person will help you out with that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm moving on. Next one, Stephanie. Hello from Utah. I never have any luck with getting answered when I do this, but here goes. Uh-oh. By the way, if you want to get on the podcast, throw in the beginning. I never have any luck getting it, my, answer, <laughs> my question answered on the podcast. Uh-oh. And we're going to bump you to the top of the list. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. How do you find the best deals when you go on such short notice? Do you still use Enchanted Escapes? Thanks, Stephanie. So, oh, go ahead. I don't get any deals. (laughs) That's Connie's thing. Okay. And in full disclosure, Enchanted Escapes is no longer a sponsor of this podcast. So, but we still have a friendly relationship with them. Yes. We are going in two different directions. So we are kind of... Um, in that process. But to answer the question about deals on short notice, insider tip, it's not actually, we don't use, a tra- and this is where we kind of differentiate with a travel agent, is that we actually go through the main shop websites that you'll see big commercials on. So Expedia for one, Priceline for the other. Expedia for hotels, Priceline for airfare. That's the big tip of the show today. Right. Okay, moving on. Okay, next one. This one from Jose Bullet Points she has in here. So this is good. Ready? So it must be for me. <laughs> okay, here's the the background of it. Second week of July, all four parks in seven days, 16 family members. There's a lot of numbers in here. Staying off property, renting a car, ages five months to 65, all our nieces and nephews. My hubby and I's strategy is to do rope drop, 1 p.m. afternoon pool and nap at Westgate Town Center. Then return to the parks around 5 until close. The others will n- will do rope drop until close. What's your opinion on both strategies? Thank you for answering my question. 20 day, 20 day countdown. Love the show, show, blah, show so much. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. <laughs> it's not like me reading Ooh, these questions. Tough. Okay. Wow. So a lot of people here. Lots of people. Lots of personalities. But so much fun if you just make sure that you... Just remember the bigger picture here, which is you guys are in Walt Disney World with your family, your nieces. Just try to enjoy every moment. I got to say rope drop until close. We've done it. I don't think I could do it uh, more than once, like in a trip. 
um, or twice maybe in a trip because it's really exhausting, especially looking now, I would say definitely not for the young or the old. Duh. There's nobody old here. 65 is not old. Well, but five months to 65, I would say those brackets need to probably have more resting. So the 1 p.m. noon pool and nap is a good idea. It's just the travel time to Westgate might be a little challenging. So my advice would be, I like they're, 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 so they're going to rope drop. They're going to leave at one and go back at five. Yeah. So my only suggestion would be, that's great. Avoid the other people when you go back at five. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should hang out with them, get all of your interaction with them done by one. Well, you're implying they're going to be cranky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. So when it comes to leaving the resort, I mean, leaving the parks, it's much easier and much more practical when it's a resort that's within a short boat ride away from the park because it's like for instance so if you're staying on the seven seas lagoon it's super easy to just take the boat to your resort and swim and then go back but if it's a lot of travel time to get to where you your resort is that alone can be taxing and i'm not saying you won't have the energy to go back it's just like there's so much time involved so if we're doing open to close like roped up to close we i usually just carve in the parks itself as a like resting time that being said, traveling with Disney transportation in that time period is lighter than in the mornings or at night. That's a good like, point. Like there's not a lot of waiting around. Like if you're going to take the bus back to your resort. No, but they're 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 not. They're renting a car and they're staying off property. So that's also something to keep in mind. This is a little different of a strategy because you're not staying on property, which is fine. Like such a big group staying on property is probably really impractical. So they'd Here's have to get in their car. You tell the rest of your group you're leaving. Okay. You go relax in front of the castle by yourself. Make sure they don't see you. <laughs> go get dinner somewhere without them. Take a little nap. You don't even have to leave the park, but tell them you're gone. And then when you come back, you're going to be really rested and have been separated from them for a little while. Perfect. That's what I would do. I would say just see who... I would say the strategy, they're both not terrible strategies. It's just that it's, you, you got to know who you are. If you are. Listen, hold got, on a second. Oh, oh wait. I I'm have, being uh, overridden here. Not, no, I'm not overriding Oh, here. okay. But rope drop to close with 16 people is going to be. Yeah, make sure you separate. Not that fun. Yeah. That's a lot of people. That's, That's a, lot a lot of people of to be cranky. anywhere with for not hot and in Disney for yeah. an extended period of time. Yeah. Did we answer this at all? Probably not. Okay. Brittany, we just made it way harder for them. This is Brittany. Uh, this question is, what's the best resort for a family of five with better than average Disney transportation and a cost similar to the all-star music family suite? It's not a bad. That's not a bad suite, actually. I have no idea, actually. I would say. <laughs> okay, wait. The, I'm the, literally no help in this podcast. No, you are. This one, I feel like you know more than you're coming across. I feel like the twist on this one is better than average Disney transportation. Like, I can find you something probably that, I mean, I can't find you, but you could probably find <laughs> you something. You search online right now? <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Let me, Actually, I can probably me, find you something you know right what? now. Should I as, do that? We, <laughs> no. Let's see. We're on moderate, probably. Um, what was, the, oh, okay. My, my, my thing is a family of five. The first thing that came to my mind was the Caribbean Beach Resort, because it's not that expensive, or Port Orleans Riverside, which is a, you can fit five people, 
comfortably in the bigger rooms. And the twist is the Disney transportation because I feel like these are all bigger resorts. So the transportation. That in real estate terms is I want a big house, lots of bedrooms, full bath. I want a cheap rent and I want to pay low taxes. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. That's a twist, man. That's a lot Brittany, of work you right got there. Me. Yeah, you, that's a good question. You right got there. me thinking I might have to get back. I might have to think about this one and then get back to you guys. But my first thought was my first thought was actually Port Orleans Riverside or like if you wanted to go a little bit zhuzhier, I feel like the Coronado. Yeah, but the convenient fancier. transportation throws Riverside right out of there. I feel like it's convenient. It's just a large. It's convenient, whereas there's a lot of bus stops. Yeah. But it's not quick. It's hard. It's She'll have tricky. to define convenient for it's us. A tricky does convenient one. mean like you can walk from your resort to the your room to the transportation easily, or does convenient mean like it's quick? Oh, see, it's on you now, Brittany. Yeah, let's <laughs> get me. right back at you. We'll have to answer that one. Follow up on the next podcast. <laughs> this is how. This is what you do when you don't know the answer. Let's go to the next one. Throw it back. This next one's from Chrissy. She's, she's asking, do you recommend getting a regular park ticket when going to special events like Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party? Or do you recommend making that day a rest slash hotel slash Disney Springs Day? So a special event would be the Christmas party, the Halloween party, or like the extras that they do lately, which is like the, the nights that they do at the parks the late night disney's the late nights and so she's asking do you recommend getting a park ticket in addition because there's a cost to get in for these a separate cost to get in for these parties bruce do you have an answer for this one well i like <laughs> i feel like you don't really get you're not in charge of these things i'm not in charge but i did enjoy we did go to both the christmas party and the halloween party and i have to say i'm a bigger fan of the Christmas party than I am the Halloween party. And if yeah, I had to do it all yeah. over again. We know. Listen, if I had to do it all over again, yes. I definitely would do the Christmas party again. Okay. I'm not sure if I would do the Halloween party again. Okay. But the question is, so should you buy an extra ticket to go to the park during the day when typically it's not a crowded park day either? Like so because a lot of people are coming in at that party. So it's a light crowd day at the park do you recommend getting an addition to that or is it way too much money i wouldn't do an addition like if i was going to go to the christmas party or the halloween party i would skip the day going to the park and just go during the time the party was yeah because you can get in earlier than it's posted well as of now you can still get in a little bit earlier which is cool so you get a lot more time than you think at the at these parties even though like the party actually starts at the time it states on the ticket it's just the way that they have it set up i think it's it's perfect to have that day go enjoy your pool go to disney springs do a little like shopping rest because you're going to be up all night yeah and then go okay so here's, when you go to the park the reason you need so much time is sometimes you're in line for a, a, an hour per attraction yeah so when you go to these events you you that generally except for when we went to the halloween one well it wasn't it was it, you generally get on these rides a lot faster so you don't need as much time to wait in the line. So you can go later and enjoy the whole experience of the party. Plus, you get all these character meetups. You get the extra parades and these different shows that you don't get during the normal hours. So I would say do it. All right. Natalie asks, if you could choose one park just to walk around, no rides, no shows, no meet and greets, just walk around. Which park would you think has the most to look at or explore? I guess Epcot to me. Yeah. You know, because the World Showcase. Like, if you take the World Showcase out, if you can't go on any attractions or 
oh, see any shows. One, though, I mean, you, all you do at Epcot is stare at the ground anyway. Right, so it's like it, fits right in for you. <laughs> totally true. Right. But you can't go any of the attractions. So it kind of, kind of leaves out a lot. I wonder the if the World Showcase, like going into each country, does that considered an attraction? If mm. that's not an attraction, I'm definitely choosing Epcot because where else can you go? I actually was thinking a lot about this. And the one park that I like just roaming around in, well, we'll see with Galaxy's Edge because it's going to be really crowded for a while there. But I really love walking around Hollywood Studios. The vibe there in the evening is just really cool to me. I love just the atmosphere, the music, that old Hollywood glam. And I just feel really special when I'm there. I don't I don't I can't really explain why, but. I- I totally agree with you. I just yeah. don't know if I could do that all day. All I feel day. like after an hour and a half, I'd get really <laughs> bored and have to leave. Okay, fair enough. So Epcot for me, I know I could spend the day in Epcot. True. I mean... Which may be a yeah. good challenge. We should do that one time. Just go... I don't know. Do you want to pay a park ticket price and not go on any attractions or see any shows? No, actually. Now <laughs> so that you say maybe, that. I don't know how we could... Maybe we could do it for a couple hours. We could challenge ourselves. Actually, we do do that. <laughs> anyway. Never mind. Moving on. Carolyn says, besides Tonga Toast Bruce, what is your must-have Disney snack? Mine is a Mickey bar. My trip is not complete without one or three. <laughs> hmm, this is a this is an interesting one because I don't know if I have a must-do snack other than the Tonga Toast. Like the Tonga Toast, I mean, I created a shirt about it for God's sakes. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Obviously, like it. By the way, you can get those over at unlockingthemagic.com. Join Team Tonga over on our website. Grab the Tonga Toast and show your love of Tonga like I do. So other than that, I don't know if I have a, a must-have. There's so many different things that I enjoy having there, but I don't know if there's like one thing other than that that I think of that I like every time I go to Disney, I'm having this. Like I, the Dole Whip is cool. I'm not a huge Dole Whip person. Um, so I don't think I have one. Hmm. Mine's like whatever snack is near me other than that. Well, mine, mine is like what's considered a snack because this to, to, in our family, there's a lot of things, even though... It's, Whatever's in my pocket is considered yeah, a snack there's that's a lot. consumable. I feel like all we do is eat, though. I mean, really. I would say our my must... I don't know if it's a snack, really, but going over to Sleepy Hollow and grabbing a waffle is something that's like become a tradition. Like, we can't leave Magic Kingdom lately, I feel. That is true. We do get that every time. So maybe that's it for me, the Magic Kingdom. Okay. Moving on? Yeah. Okay, next one. Amy says, I am taking my first trip to Walt Disney World without my kids and going with my new boyfriend. He must like me because he's willing to put up with my Disney obsession. (laughs) (laughs) What adult activities do you suggest for couples? I don't know. We've never done any. Kids are out. Couples are in. (laughs) We've tried. We've tried to get rid of them, but it doesn't always work out that good. They seem to always stick around. They really, they really do follow us wherever we go. As many times as we've tried to say, "Hey, go get your own things and go do something," they never do. They always <laughs> kind of hang out with us, which is fine. I think that if you're, it sounds like her boyfriend isn't obsessed with Disney, or like he's doing it for you, maybe. So. I'm actually excited for you because I think he might be really surprised of how fun Disney can be for adults. Like it's not all about princesses and characters. Like you can have a really good time doing things with your significant. Like I daydream about this a lot. Like I daydream about going around to different places around the monorail, doing kind of like a monorail pub crawl, bar crawl. Or doing uh, like one of those 
speaking of like a special event, how we were talking about earlier, those tickets, like I feel like those events at night are more geared for adults maybe because they're late and it will be cool to see the park fairly less busy than maybe typical right because usually those events they have a maximum amount of people that they let in so stuff like that and and disney springs like now that's like all i mean you can go crazy over there i'm just sitting here daydreaming of being able to go with two people instead of five (laughs) just the cost i would do everything like forget what's one thing i would do how about everything (laughs) i mean how about all the things that you said i would go to all the parks i would do all of those after our shows (laughs) i would literally go on every tour possible yeah and i would still save money you would still save money by doing yeah i would say even maybe doing like because you could have extra money maybe doing a tour like there's so many I really want to do behind, well, I don't know if it's for everybody, but behind the scenes tour at Epcot or just like stuff like that. There's just so much. So I think. So if you're, you know, yeah, do a tour, go out to eat at a couple nice restaurants in Disney. There's so many options available. Like the California Grill is amazing. Go hop on the monorail. Go to an after hours event because there's only two of you. Yeah. You could do, a, you could go around the, the, think of like all the places you can have an appetizer and drink around the monorail loop. That's really fun. Things like that. Oh my gosh. Spa day. Oh God. <laughs> I got to slow down. Okay. Next one. Short question. So Bruce will maybe read it. Excellent. I could not get advanced dining reservations for be our guest breakfast or lunch. How hard is it to get a reservation the day of? Is it even possible? No. I mean, I- yeah. I read it. I have no idea. <laughs> True. I just realized that as I read it out loud. Like, but I did read that question because it yeah. said Bruce short, so you'll read it. So yeah. I generally read those ones. Yeah. Uh, anything is possible. You just got to keep refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Yeah. It's not impossible. Right. It's probably it's probably hard to do. It's not going to be easy for you. It's not going to be guaranteed, but I'm sure that it's happened before. Yeah. I think that that's where like we've gotten the last minute reservations at specifically be our guest i would say the ones that are really probably not gonna happen is probably like the cinderella royal table those are usually much much harder to score table last minute but i would say just keep on that disney app and keep searching unless you have a travel agent let them do all that legwork and keep refreshing for you one thing i would say though is don't get disappointed if you don't get the reservation that you wanted because that's kind of how we found the liberty tree tavern true like we found the Liberty Tree Tavern because we wanted to go somewhere and it wasn't available. And Connie was like, and this was years ago. Connie was like, hey, what about this Liberty Tree Tavern place? And we were all like, meh. And I'm like, fine. We went there and we ended up being one of our favorite restaurants by just chance. So just because you don't get your favorite restaurant reservation, don't be disappointed with that. Because sometimes the ones you don't expect the most out of, again, back to my low expectations... Become the best in your favorites moving forward. That's right. Perfectly said, Bruce. So if you can't get in, forget it. Look at you. Forget that you should be like, you know what? I don't want to go there. I don't want be our guest. You know what? Your reservations aren't available, but I don't want them anyway. (laughs) So take that. Riddle me that. (laughs) Okay. Next one. Uh, This is from Sugarcook29. That's fun to say. That is super fun to say. I'm planning a trip to Disneyland. I've never been. Can you please give me your five most important tips for a first timer? Thank you so much. Wow, five? Like I don't even know if I have two. <laughs> you do. I've only been to Disney a couple, Disneyland a few times. I don't think you give your, yourself enough credit. Your five must do things in Disneyland. Just five most important tips for a first time visitor. I would say 
Well, get there early. Like yes. I'm not a very much rope drop wow. lover, yes. but for Disneyland, like get a tent and sleep in the <laughs> in the area in the front if you have to to get first in line. Um, he's not wrong. Like really, I was shocked because we kind of roll reverse there in Disneyland this last few times. He literally gets up so early and is pumped to get there. And you know what? He's kind of right. Like you really have to get there. You can enjoy, early. yeah. You can enjoy so much of the so park much. the first few hours it's open in Disneyland. You can do that in Disney World too, but I feel like the 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 way the park gets busy in Disneyland is different than Disney World. Yeah. It never once it gets busy in Disneyland, it never kind of goes away till it closes. In Disney World, there's kind of like that time at the end of the night where people go towards the the show and. Some people leave because it's little kids, but in Disneyland, it, once it gets busy there, it stays busy consistently, at least in my experience, the, the few times that we've been there. Yeah, it seems like it'll, the locals come like later in the day, and they just hang out, and they have so much energy, and it's just like they take over. So number one, <laughs> that would be get there right, like be the first person in line. Yeah. I never say that ever in my life, but this yeah. time you should be. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Take in the history, like take in maybe even before your trip, just kind of review some history of Walt Disney and really try to walk in his footsteps. I think that that is might be number one, actually. I think you really have to just remember and reflect on where this park, like it's kind of like a step back in time. Yeah, I literally yeah. find myself when I go to Disneyland, yeah. like staring at Walt's apartment for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Look, staring at the door to Club 33 for like, 45 minutes yeah and just thinking about the differences between you know the pirates uh of the caribbean and disneyland compared to disney world the haunted mansion um the diff like uh the big thunder mountain like that's what i think about like i notice the differences or i try to notice like what's different about this attraction in disney world compared to disneyland Number three, go check out the chimichangas. Yes. Save room. For Forget the, the churro. Steam. Get the chimichanga. Hot and steamy, baby. See? We haven't supposed to say that. We're not? I'm supposed to say hot and steamy. I'm the one who came up with it. Oh. You ruined my thunder. That's my next t-shirt. Ugh. Hot and steamy. I'm bummed now. I was like ready. I was going to say it in like a nice like cool tone. Number four. What's number four? I don't know. Just have fun. Just yeah. be in the moment. Maybe, I mean, if you really want to get technical, look into the Max Pass, um, things like that, right? Yes. Just, you know, enjoy yourself. Okay. Where am I? Uh, Next okay. question. I'm trying to find it. Um. Okay. Do you, oh, this is a good one for now. Dole Whip It Good. <laughs> <laughs> is that a question or a statement or is that the name? Wait, that's the name. Oh, I thought you were telling me something there. Dole Whip It Good asks... Do you guys do you guys have annual passes? If not, do you plan on getting them? Not anymore. Bummer. We're so bummed. So we're recording this as we're leaving. Uh, and you know, people have always asked us forever, do you have annual passes? Here's why we don't have annual passes, because we do go quite a bit, but we don't often plan out way ahead of time when we're going. Sometimes there's events that happen that we go to or certain circumstances that we go down there for. He means to say we're very last minute people. And it's expensive, <laughs> like especially now. So I just did it. If you do like the top tier annual fast pass, they just raise the prices. It's like $6,000 for a family of five, which is a lot of money. It just seems it look, 
an annual pass is a great option. You get discounts and dining. I mean, there's so many perks for an annual pass. I think it's a must do for anyone that's close to Walt Disney World. Like if you're in Florida, it's a no brainer. If you're close by like a few hour drive from a nearby state, I, I can imagine you would be able to go often and it would be easy. But if you're like we are up north, you know, you got to get a plane ticket to go down. It's not always easy. And that big you know deposit you gotta make it kind of makes you second guess it even though of course like with us now like we've been going so much of course like we probably would have saved some money as soon as my kids move out i'm definitely buying okay yeah there we go there's your answer for the price of two not six those kids uh, again my gosh who was that yours i think i don't know I'm (laughs) i'm not taking credit for that Ellen Grace 59, where do you like to splurge or focus your money when planning a Walt Disney World vacation? Is it park tickets, dining, experiences, tours, or souvenirs? Other than mugs, we're not huge souvenir people. Yeah. we The mugs thing came about where we were at the parks. We were trying to... Like, when I was a kid... I used to love going to like all the souvenir shops, but here's the thing. When I was a kid, my my parents, I was technically like an only child because my siblings are a lot older than I am. I was kind of like the surprise kid. <laughs> so I was in the advantage where my parents only had just me when we were going away and they were able to buy souvenirs because just me and blah, blah, blah. So I can't... And, I still remember and still have a lot of those like trinkets and stuff that I used to buy. And I remember just like pulling out one special thing. And it's such a nice thing, even though we're not huge gift people, like we try to live within our means, of course, and make sure our kids aren't spoiled like crazy. So we try to live it. And the mug thing came about whereas I wanted to give that something to our kids without splurging on something. And the mugs is just like a no brainer because it was like inexpensive and now it's kind of like a tradition right it's like a tool that you can use when you're not in disney exactly as well. it's a multi-purpose souvenir so we spend our money i mean we don't buy like we buy one mug when we go down there generally on a trip but we usually do it on kind of like food and like experiences so if we're if we are going to go down there and there are after hours events rather than buying t-shirts or going to a fancy restaurant maybe we'll spend that money to get into that event and then enjoy the event while we're there exactly so that's kind of what we do all right. We're not splurgers, though. We don't. We splurge because we do the. We have to get down there. That's <laughs> yeah. what we splurge on, like getting there. Yeah. And then when we're there, we have to scrounge. Nah, we do splurge on food a lot. That's true. I mean, let's be honest. But we do share. So we splurge, but we are conscious of like the amounts that we get. Does I, that make sense? I do, but I don't like sharing. Okay. It's not my thing. Disney Freak says, if you or asks if you could work anywhere in the parks or hotels. What would you do and why? Just found you about two months ago. Love your com- comic bantering. Connie, your laugh is great. Oh, this is from Michelle. So Disney Freaks Michelle. P.S. Yes, you can say my name. That's awesome. I think if I could do one, what would you do? I think I know what you would do. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much like, you know, I probably want to do something where I can hang with the villains. Like I would love like anything. Like I would be super happy to like, I don't know. What is? What do you think Oogie Boogie would need? I thought you were going to say Uber driver. <laughs> no, I just had it got tongue twisted. <laughs> Oogie Boogie is actually not easy to say. Like, I don't know. I could be Oogie's assistant. Whatever he needs, I'm there. Or I think I would I would work either at the Haunted Mansion or the Tower Tower. 
those would be the two. I think I would want to do like a safari driver. That you'd be amazing. That would be so fun. Imagine me on this as your driver on the safari ride. I feel like I would do a good job at that. Yeah, be fun. I'd probably stop way longer than I should because I'd be staring at the animals and hanging out with everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I'd get in trouble really yeah. quickly, but I think it'd be fun yeah. in the meantime. So I think that'd be mine. Sonny Crockett. Connie and Bruce, here's one for you. A kind of upside down question. Each Disney park, you had to get rid of one attraction and why. I follow you guys from England. Great show. Oh, UK. Cool. What was the question again? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so I don't know if we'll have time to do each park, but it says... Oh, kind of an upside down question because it's in each park you have to get rid of one attraction and why what would be your answer that's hard that's not like a really think like you got to think about this that one. is a hard one you know let's just think of i mean i don't know like so magic kingdom which I, which attraction would you get rid of and why I, I would get rid of small world no oh because it doesn't live up to the one in disneyland that's my opinion i'm gonna and have to roll like, with that with you i kind of feel guilty about saying it because i think that those people that don't get a chance to go to Disneyland like you know it's great that they have that attraction there so they can experience some kind of or the little mermaid because oh, they could redo that that's a big piece of property they have there that they could do something amazing with I do I do gotta admit the attraction the little Mer- I, so I love the little mermaid I think because it was new and I was really excited about it I and the queue is amazing like it's kind of doesn't I don't know I don't love it I feel like they could have done so much more if they if they called us. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> not me, because I'm not that creative. All right, what other park? I don't know. Let's do Epcot next. Epcot, get uh, rid of one attraction. What would it be? I, um, I really can't think of anything. One attraction in Epcot. Hmm, let me think of that. I would say... There's not that many attractions to begin with. I think I wouldn't get rid of something, but I think I would refurbish and reinvent maybe Mission Space. Yes, that's it. I feel like it's got it was cool at the time, and now it's getting kind of like, eh. Yeah. Okay. Full disclosure: I don't love spinny rides. I think they could make that not with today's technology. Yeah. And what they've been doing with these new attractions that they've been creating, I feel like they could take Mission Space to a whole new level if they did it over. Yeah, I think so. I just, well, I love the theme. Like, I okay, think, next one. Okay, Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Why are you cutting me off? Because <laughs> we're at thirty-two minutes here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we got Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. There's literally, I can't think Hollywood of... Hollywood Studios, they take it away so much. Yeah. I don't think they could take anything else they away. They really can't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Um, and Animal Kingdom, I'm really... The, uh, the water ride. I could do without the water ride. Really? In Animal Kingdom, I'm good with that. You're good with the rapid... I guess, yes. Okay, fine. I mean, you gotta t- I got to tell you, we're going down right now. It's 95 degrees and humid. Yeah, listen, I don't care sure? if it's... I don't care if I don't like being wet as I walk around, whether it's 95 or 45. <laughs> so that that's one ride they can get it rid of. And I'm OK with touche. Next question. Hey, I got one from Instagram. Oh, Cast Lloyd FX says, first off, love you guys and your podcast. It's absolute favorite. My question to you both is what ride Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean would you like to create a character for animatronic or not? And what would it be? P.S. You can say my name. Good thing. I already said her name. <laughs> Whoops. Wait. Now I know why you get lost when I read the questions because it's really hard to think and listen to you at the same time. So if you had to create a character, animatronic or not, for Pirates of the Caribbean or Haunted Mansion, which one would you do? I would have a Haunted Mansion. I've got it. That's my creative juices is in there. What would it be? 
Hmm. I think I'm with Hans Mansion with you. And what I would create is I would create. You're just on fire today. Go ahead. I would, what do you got? I would create a character that jumps out at you at some point. Oh, gosh. Like, not just jumps. I know there's one that kind of pops up as you go, and it always scares you. Yeah. But I would make one that, like, pops like it's coming at you. Oh. Not scary, like in a funny way, because I know that there's little kids that go on that attraction, and it's, and we've seen this many times in line for that attraction. Like, the kids don't know what the attraction's about, and they're so scared going into it. But it's it really so is I would a make it like a, a yeah. funny way of it coming at you, like and make yeah. it funny, not not scary. How do you make it funny? Yeah, that's a good one. You like make it like as the music's playing or have a song and a funny part comes at you and you're like you're not expecting it and it's not like this creature looking thing that's gonna scare you. It's just like surprises you out of nowhere. So you know how sometimes you see that? Yeah. You get like surprised and yes, it jolts you, but you're like you're not scared of it. You, you know kind of like you kind of laugh at that. That's what I would feel like they should create. Brilliant, Bruce. I'm telling you, you are on a roll today. You, you really are. I'm not even being sarcastic. All right, good. I'm like really impressed. I got to tell you, I've been thinking about this some time now, and I think it wouldn't be an animatronic. It would be like a live person. I know that they tried to do this back in the old days um, without success, but I wouldn't scare people. I think I, and if anyone from Disney is listening, I am for hire. I would love to be in a Victorian dress and kind of just maybe be like the maid of the house, maybe, <laughs> and just kind of go around cleaning and attending to the house a little bit and taking care of the ghosts and you could see my character as you're coming through and maybe I'll talk to you but I wouldn't scare you it would just be maybe giving you some history of the house is there time for that in the attraction I possibly I mean sometimes when you when there's delays you sit there for exactly. a few minutes exactly like there's something to look at and it's so it, here's what it should be it should be yeah. so first of all maybe I could be glowy sorry okay listen I, I have an idea okay, first of all I said I'd create something that jumps out you Connie's a uh character would be herself <laughs> yeah pretty much but what, here's what you could do okay i think that's a great idea so what you would do is you know how when you stop like sometimes they come on and it's like please stay in your doom buggy you could come up as like a hologram in front of people and then start talking about the history <gasps> of the haunted mansion oh. as that character wait but then i only get to do it once and then be a hologram i can actually live at the haunted mansion yeah but you do it once and then your character lives on forever oh because here's the thing, you're only one person. So if you're in the attraction yeah. and it's going through, yeah. you're only in one spot anyway. So out of well, the hundreds of doom buggies that are going through, only one person gets to see you. I thought I'd be a pleasant surprise. That's what I'm saying. So now everybody can see you everybody. as you pop up. You can Ooh. you can be live in person I could be as a hologram. Haunted mansion mansion famous. Yeah. My dream come true. <laughs> Instead of what's the what's the ship called on what Congo you? Connie, you could be like Scary Connie instead of Congo <laughs> Connie. Crazy Connie. Yeah. There's a character, there's a Disney show. There was a character called Crazy Connie and the kids literally never let me live it down there. Congo Love Connie, Crazy Connie, Scary Crazy. Connie, Haunted Connie. All those, I mean, they fit. Let's go on. We have time for one more. I own it. I actually kind of jumbled my notes and now I don't know like which qu questions we haven't answered. So. so you don't have any? I don't think so. Well, I could check. <laughs> All right, here's one. Here's the last one. Okay. And this is from RS722. Read the last one, Bruce. Great podcast, guys. My question is, what is your favorite place to eat as a family? Well, there's this little restaurant near where we live. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Didn't say in Disney. It just said as a family. Aw. Where is your favorite place to eat in Disney as a family? I feel like you got to do non-park and park because not a lot of people can go to the parks. Let's do non-park because sometimes... 
the park is hard. Like you said, you don't always get the opportunity to go in there. So let's do one that everybody, if you're in Disney, no matter which park you're going to, yeah, you can check it out. I got to tell you, I really got to say, I, the kids really had a good time eating the last time at the Wave. And I know that's kind of like a weird it's not a weird. It's like an underrated restaurant. It's not a, a yeah. It's not, not a restaurant that a lot of people talk about. Yeah. But the menu was good. The food was excellent. This it was a little slow. Okay. It took, it took us a little while. So it's a it's not one that you it's not one of these restaurants that you're gonna rush through. Yeah. Or you have you want to go to if like you have a a dinner you have something else to go to that you have an hour for. So right. make sure you have enough time. But I I'm with you. And then maybe that's because of the low expectations thing. Yeah. But it was very much. A great meal and a great experience. I feel like, right, like the interior of the restaurant, especially if you can make plans and get there early enough to go hit the lounge area. There's like a blue glowy lounge at the beginning. It like really sets the mood for me. And we got um, some drinks and we hung out with the kids and it was fun. Just like a preview of the restaurant. Then when you get into the restaurant, there's nothing really fancy about it inside. But the food was really good. And the I just think maybe my low expectations, we all had a great meal and we were at the contemporary where we weren't staying at the contemporary. We weren't even staying on the resort loop. So it was uh, the monorail loop, um, any of those hotels at the time. So it was like an excuse to get over there and enjoy the ambiance. And like after dinner, we got to see um, fireworks. I mean, it was just, it was really cool to just to do that. So I think that that's one that is underrated that we all love and I don't know if I had to choose, like if you said to me, Connie, we're going to Walt Disney World. We can only eat at one restaurant, obviously not in a park. Where would you choose? I kind of there's so many at Disney Springs, but I think it gets so busy over there and kind of can get hectic. I think that's where I'm naturally gravitating towards Seven Seas Lagoon, like because I feel like you can eat and then enjoy all the free things that are like around you. Yeah, because you, know? you can utilize, especially if you're staying off property or at a different resort. Yeah. If you go to the Wave or even the Kona Cafe, you make a reservation. You get the park. You get the park there while your reservation's going. You right. eat, and then you can like hang out for another hour after at either the resort or take the monorail around. It gives you a, like the opportunity to do things that maybe you wouldn't be able to do if you weren't eating at that restaurant. I really hope they never like put a huge restriction on like time limit. I know like you're not supposed to be there like you can't you can't make a reservation at Kona at lunch and then go get your car at like nine o'clock. Oh, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed, it's frowned oh, upon. It's frowned upon. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. The wave is good. Yeah. The Kona Cafe is good. We've talked about that in the past. Um, we but just always a, have a good time. It's not it's affordable. Yeah. For so, the most part. Well, that's it. OK. So if we didn't answer your question, I apologize. There was so many of them, uh, but we will save them for the next podcast episode. But if you do have a question, if you want to uh, say hello, info at unlockingthemagic.com is our email. Uh, on Instagram, we are Unlocking the Magic Podcast. And go check us out on Facebook as well, Unlocking the Magic over there. Stay tuned because Joffrey's Coffee, sponsoring the podcast here, this one you're listening to right now, every month or maybe even a couple times a month, we're going to be giving away some coffee from Joffrey's. So as long as you're in the U.S., because they don't ship overseas as of yeah, right now. Bummer. So you have to be in the U.S. Yeah. But you can still get Joffrey's when you go to the parks. But you can still get jo- Listen, it's so good. Like, Amazing. if you haven't tried Joffrey's yet, what are you waiting for? The cold brew in the Magic Kingdom is my favorite drink. It is the drink that I will not throw away and I will sneak onto every attraction. <laughs> oh, great. Let's try that In my bag. In. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. 
Okay, thank you to our other sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. If you're looking to rent a stroller during your Walt Disney World vacation, they deliver it to your resort and pick it up for you free of charge. You can enjoy the stroller the entire time of your Walt Disney World vacation. You don't have to worry about getting a stroller. If you get one in the park sometimes, then you got to return it in the park, and then you're kind of stuck with a cranky child that doesn't want to walk. I'm talking to you, Bruce. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, <laughs> by the way. They don't do adult strollers yet. I'm only teasing, but they're great luxury strollers visit them at kingdomstrollers.com somebody asked a question i don't know where it was but they said is there like what age is strollers not something you should bring in oh you're off the cuff yeah, yeah. someone's asked that a question right yeah. and I, I think any age when you're a little kid i think we had a nine or ten year old it's good listen here's the thing don't bring the double wide one don't bring the double wide you know get one a small one that is easily maneuverable doesn't take mm -hmm. up a lot of space mm -hmm. but it gives the kid an opportunity to sit down because they do it gets tiring i kind of want to have a stroller with me sometimes I and mean, sit down yeah it's true the only thing i would say is like our our youngest was not a stroller kid at all like she hated her stroller and so when we got to a point in walt disney world we just stopped um she was fine great and great but then you get that time where like she just wants to chill and there was it was just like painful to watch and we were stuck they were out of strollers at the park like it was just it was it was tough so i would say it's it's even if your child you think they're outgrown it yeah it's a can be a pain you gotta park the stroller when you go on some attractions but it takes two seconds really not a big deal and there's cast members there to help assist you i would say get something just tip Get something to identify your stroller because you'd be surprised how, how many people have a similar stroller than you. But I would say consider it. And for anything, I mean, you can always you can always stick some waters yes, in there. Yes, not double wide, two zipper limit. <laughs> yeah. Please. Okay. Thank you. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. All right, guys, that's it for us. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye, everybody.